Are there any niggas here tonight? What did he say? Are there any niggas here tonight? Jesus Christ, he had to get that low for laughs. Have I ever said, have I ever talked about the Schwarz when the Schwarzes have gone? Or spoke about the Mulan Johns or placated some southerner by absence of voice and he ranted and raved about nigga, nigga, nigga. Are there any niggas? I know the one nigga that works here. I see him back there. Oh, there's two niggas, customers, and ah, uh, oh, but between those three niggas, it's one kike. Thank God for the kike. Uh, two kikes. That's two kikes and three niggas and one spick. One spick. Two, three spicks. One mick. One mick. One spick. One hick. Fick, funky, spunky, boogie. And there's another kike. Three kikes, three kikes, one guinea, one greaseball. Three greaseballs, two guineas, two guineas, one hunky, funky, lace curtain, Irish mick. That mick, spick, funky, hunky, boogie. Five more niggas, five more niggas. I pass with six niggas and eight micks and four spicks. Ninja, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, you got... You're yeah. very, very, um, oh my God. Here. You're very quiet, and I'm very loud, I think. Okay. No, you sound perfect, actually. Um, yeah. But you sound too, too low. Uh, no, my audio is good on my end. Let me check the, um, let me check the Zoom. It's just coming, it's just the way you're hearing me through Zoom. Uh, let me see if there's a way to fix that. Uh, input I fixed volume. it. Oh, you did? You're loud okay. now. Perfect. So we're good. Let me make sure everything's recording because I'm still me. Uh, let's see. God, that was awful, Ninja. I was re finishing this concocted, awful, awful uh, uh, workforce training, like harassment prevention. What is this? Oh, let me turn off. The Every year we have to do two hours of workforce, workforce harassment training and anti-bullying. And I, I don't, I, I don't know. Semitism too. What? Anti-Semitism too. No, no. It's it's general. It's not. It's just about. I mean, it's it's anti-harassment. So yes, that's a part of harassing, but it could be religion and race and blah blah blah. And I don't fucking know. To be honest, I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> next next year, I'll pay attention, and then I can tell you more about it. How's that? Okay. I used to have to do those too. I don't do them anymore. Are you retired? I have now. I am now retired. Are you really? I'm so fucking jealous of you. No, don't oh, be jealous. Damn it. Don't be jealous. Why not? Because, you know, there could be issues when you retire, too. Like, uh -huh. you know, you might be bored. You might not know what you want oh, to do. Oh, that sounds terrible. Oh, to be bored. I, I wouldn't be bored. I would do these shows. Can I play my yeah. my introduction music since it's almost Please. a show? Just, yeah, Please. Thank Do you hear it? Okay. That's my, you know, this is, I, I just realized now that I've, I've, this November, this is my 14th year anniversary. 14th year? Probably right now, that I've been doing this for 14 years. Wow. The show. 14 years, um, fucking hell. I would disagree with you. I think what? you started in 2006 or 2005 even. You? You did? You did. Oh, no. I started in 2004. Ah. November of 2004. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, t that's when I started podcasting. I actually started Yeast Radio 
1996 as a real audio stream, ah. but it was very obscure. Well, it's still obscure. Like, why does that matter? Yeah, I would just play um, mashups of like William S. Burroughs and Bjork and interview people about yeast infections. And I've really evolved since then. You and they're see. really terrible. You don't want one. Okay. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know because I'm a woman like you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are you? What is that shirt you're wearing? Superman sideways sunglasses? I don't well, understand. It's, I'm a, it's um, uh, Kent Clark. You know, he's got his glasses in his pocket. Kent, comma Clark. Yes. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I like weird t-shirts. I have a lot of t-shirts, and uh, you know, every time I, do, I every time I come and do mm. a, a show with you. Mm -hmm. I wear my Chicago t-shirt, but you never notice, so I stopped. I'm not wearing it tonight. Oh, you know, I'm always so nervous about the technology, and I feel like I have finally something. I, you're a little bit of a, a geek for this equipment stuff, right? You know, you're a geeky a little, right? You can appreciate this. Let me tell you, I don't think I've talked about it on the show, but I had sort of an epiphone of sorts Epiphany. Oh, epiphany. I like to say epiphone. Yeah. <laughs> I had an epiphone and it's basically like I was reading in some, somehow just happened to me go through the PDF for Ableton Live, which is the software I use. And it, I've always been frustrated with the idea of loopbacks because like I use these cables. I, I'm a cable person. Like I use physical cables to connect one interface to another. So my setup is insane because like I, you know, I was trained on traditional radio. You know, you have these patch panels and you connect. If you want to play the, you know, a, a live feed from somewhere, you plug the physical cable here and you plug it in there and it's you. And I've always been a cable. So I have all these cables and I connect one thing to another. And then, uh, but then I'm sort of like slowly adapting to this idea of doing things digitally with, they have these things called the loopback, which is, I have a really hard time conceptualizing anything that isn't physical. So there's this abstract idea of you can have a, a sort of a digital link from an audio in to an, uh, from an audio out to an audio in, because I know you don't need to do all this, but, and there's software that will do this called loopback, but that's just fucking complicated. And I do use it. But what I found out from Ableton Live is that when you have these digital interfaces, which I have a, a Motu interface that has a bunch of cables, but I found out that, and it has one digital loopback built in, which is really cool. So I'm using it like I was using it until now to connect it basically a virtual out from my software to to this software called Butt, B-U-T-T, -T, that I use to stream to Pride 48, which we're live right now on. So that was the, hello, and people. that was one loopback. What's that? I said, hello, hello, people. Yes, hello, all of you. And so, all three of you, or whatever. But so, and I always want to fantasize about having more loopbacks. I'm like, well, if I had another loopback, I could do my Zoom in, you know, like you. I could do another Zoom out instead of having to use these cables. What I found out from the Ableton manual is that I do. All you have to do is because they have these digital, they have a digital thing, an ADAT, right? That's like three channels in this case, or I don't know, maybe, I don't know, it may not be called ADAT. Three channels of audio. All you have to do is connect an, an optical cable from the A dot in on the interface to the A dot out. It gives me three more loopbacks, and then I get another loopback from the from the coaxial, the SP diff thing. I had never read that in all these years. I'm and Ableton manual told me that. I'm like, so now I have like four channels of loopback, so I don't need to use any of those fucking cables anymore, and I miss them. That's fantastic. Sorry, that was quite a diversion. Does that at all sound like it makes sense? 
Yes, because just insane. when I want to record something off the computer and talk at the yeah. same time, then I'll yeah. use the loopback. The software or yeah, physical. Use, no, I won't use physical. I'll just use the loopback and it works magically. Do you use do you use the loopback on your audio interface or the loopback software that's called loopback? Yeah, the, the software that's called loopback. Yeah. In my yeah, see, I do, I do still have to use that with this setup I, I described, but it's much easier because I don't have to go through, I don't have any delay, basically. I don't even know if I understand it, to be honest. It's just that it works, and I'm finally in a, watch me, like, bite my tongue, but I'm finally in a position where I feel like it's, reliable in a way that it never was before like the fact that you and i didn't have to spend five minutes trying to figure out the audio is uh that's 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 an epiphone that is big <laughs> that's well, it big is. and it's also very um it's nice because then people yeah. people don't don't get distracted by all the nonsense when things don't work yeah, yeah. But before do you Go ahead. Do you mind if I just record this video for posterity? I seriously doubt if I will do anything with it. If I do, I will ask permission, but just to have it. Do you mind? Um, you don't want to? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Um, sure. I'm sure I never will. But again, I will. If I ever do anything with it, I will Recording in progress. Did I you mean, hear that? Oh, I, I heard that. I heard that. Okay. Got it. Leave me. It's in the cloud. It's recording oh, you in no. the cloud. Oh, no. Well, so Ninja, okay. you contacted me. You you really want to have a talk. I don't know. I know it's probably about the, the conflict. The cons I hate the way they call it the conflict. It's fucking whatever it is. Whatever. It's a war. So is that what you wanted to talk about? Where do you want to go? I'm I'm I, all ears, although I'll probably talk too much as usual. That's okay. Well, right. I was I really loved your show last week because you said a lot of things oh. that I mean it was it was interesting that you had a lot of questions. And we mm -hmm. should have a lot of questions. Um, and I, I'm just trying to, I made a few notes about what you said. Okay. Um, what did you say? You said, we need to find a way to make it work. There's got to be a way. So To make, to make uh, a two-state solution work. Yeah. It will never happen so long as Islam believes that Jews are dogs. It'll never happen uh -huh. because it says in their holy books that we yeah. are to be wiped out. Jews are to be wiped oh. out. So, and in the Quran says this. The Quran, yes, the Quran says. Okay. You must not. Um, well, it kind of implies it. I mean, I'd have to go. I have yeah. a copy of the Quran, and I could go and I could get it if you want. But basically, it says no. that uh, that Jews and Christians are apostates yes apostates yeah. and uh we have no right to life no right to live but uh -huh. christians have more right to live than we do because they have jesus and we have nobody whatever that means right. oh we have moses i guess Who, go ahead i don't understand that part which part that's in the quran too that that they that Christians at least have Jesus? I don't understand. Well, we don't I'm, I'm, I'm making that that okay. statement, what they actually well, say. I, so I haven't read the Quran. My father has, but he's dead. That doesn't no. help. No. I don't. So I just have to take what you say at face value with that. But a lot of people have said, oh, Islam is a is a peaceful religion. Should we? And, and plus, do you, you know, Christianity has a lot of shit in it that's crazy, like kill your children and all that and eat whatever slavery. I mean, do we, I think you 
when it comes to the Bible, mm-hmm. you can't, you know, what matters to me more is the fact that Hamas wants to kill the Jews. The fact that you've got all these high whatever priests saying, you know, let's kill the Jews. We want to keep doing October 7th over and over again until they're dead. You know, that's meaningful to me, but I, I feel... Uh, I don't feel right about condemning the whole religion because of what that book says. I agree. I, I'm not condemning the religion, and I'm not condemning mm. uh, people who who are Muslim. I'm not condemning them yeah. because it's the radical branch of yeah. Islam that right. takes it all literally, just like right. the fundamentalist Christians take their Bible okay. literally. Makes and, sense. And I hear some people using the word Islamist as opposed to Muslims, that Islamists are the people that are more fundamentalists. I don't know if that's correct or if that's just something that I'm inferring. I don't know. Well, Sam Harris, I don't know if you know who that is. I know who he is. I don't I don't listen to his show. Uh, well, I haven't lately. Yeah. he. Well, he had a podcast that was very interesting that he did uh-huh. just, just a few days, I think, before you did. Yeah. Um, and he says that uh, he, he talks about the history of the word Islamism. And apparently it was created by the, um, the Iranians, the Iranians, you know, like uh-huh. 40 years ago or something in the 70s. They decided to use yeah. that word to refer to people who were of the Islamic body. So mm-hmm. um, how it, yeah. it's, and it has a negative meaning mm-hmm. for us. For the rest of the world, I guess. Yeah. But it's it's the people that are more radical than you know normal Muslims who are peace loving, like peace loving so, Jews and peace loving Christians. Okay. So your original point was that you said that a two state solution was not possible as long as what? As Hamas. Yeah. Who follow the Quran closely, um, yeah. want us dead. And they don't okay. like you say, like you said in your in your podcast, they don't just want Israel gone; they want every uh, Jew in the world gone. Right now, there mm-hmm. are there are two billion Muslims in the world, so that mm-hmm. is more people in the. I mean, if if even a fraction of those people mm-hmm. want me dead, <laughs> you know that that's a lot to take in. Because yeah. we represent 2% of the world population, Jews. So what is it about us that makes the world hate us so much? Well, uh, see, I, there's so much here. See, first of all, I have to say, I didn't, I had no idea where you were, what your angle was on this. I kind of, I don't know why I had this idea in my head. I thought you were going to be a, totally the opposite. I thought you were going to be like a, a Jewish voice for a peace type, right? I thought you were going to be like, oh... You know, we should have a ceasefire and pull out. I, I, I misread based on nothing. I don't know why I thought that. So <laughs> mentally, I'm completely unprepared for, for this conversation, which is nothing new. Which is, it's because I'm a queer lefty. Uh-huh. So if you're a queer lefty, you have right. to accept and conflate all the issues together. Yeah. But I'm not really that kind of a queer lefty. But I know well, you think way- for yourself. I hope so. Well, I know yeah. way too many queer lefties that are out there in my city protesting. Yeah. I know lefties that aren't even queer, that, you know, that, that they, 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 they're like glomming on to this whole free yeah. Palestinian, free Palestine thing without any 
they aren't historians. They aren't scholars. Right. What right do people have to talk about issues that sure. they know absolutely nothing about? Or to even well, have it, like you said, like people yeah. are saying, from the river to the sea and without really understanding what that means. It's frightening. It's horrible. Yeah. And so what you were saying about anti-Semitism, yes, I agree with you. So I, I've been in a, a lot of conversations with Rachel who I, I don't, she's in a, she, she doesn't want to be on the show. She has good reason to, she's based, she's in, I'm not even saying her last name because I don't want her, she's, I, know I she don't is. want her to be, yeah, I don't, but she's, she's studying um, this very unusual branch of Sephardic Judaism in Morocco right now wow. on a Fulbright scholarship. And there is a language, I don't know if you knew this, there's a language that is a dialect of Spanish that is written in Hebrew. That Not is Yiddish. spoken by a cer a very and it's a dying language, so she's basically there to document it. I think, among oh. other things, and you know, it's it's really fascinating. So there's just you know, so of course she's there in the middle of this you know Muslim country while this all this stuff is going on. But anyway, but she and I constantly I wouldn't call it an argument, but she's like, Madge, you got to understand how the people hate us. People hate Jews right now. People are anti-Semitic and. She thinks that's where all of this, these protests, all of the free Palestine stuff is, is coming from anti-Semitism. Now, she might be right, but I just don't really believe it because anti-Semitism makes no sense to me. I do understand racism. That makes sense. But I don't understand anti-Semitism. And, and that probably says more about me than anything. But it's like I kind of like I grew up very secure with my religion, with my Judaism, you know. I was always raised to be feel very comfortable in my skin as a Jew and kind of like I kind of always felt sorry for people that aren't Jewish like oh you have to celebrate that tacky holiday with the tree and you only get one day of presents and it's it's so stupid and you believe in this nonsense and some dude died for your sins but then everything's still horrible so what how does that any of this make sense and it's tacky and I mean like I never and then I grew up in India, Indiana right in middle age or middle not middle age, but in grade school, junior high, after coming from New Jersey, and these kids were so ignorant of Judaism, they they were, they didn't even know what it was. So they'd be like, "And this is Indiana." They're like hillbillies. They're like, "Oh, hey, would you like some matzah? How about a yarmulke?" And it was like, I didn't even think they were anti-Semitic because it was just so stupid, you know. Mm -hmm. Whereas they were definitely racist from the core with hate. It was like I remember one time, me and my sisters, we all dressed up as shadows for Halloween, and everybody, and the first. The you know we painted our face black. We wore black clothes. The first house we uh -oh. went to was some you know white trash guy. He said, "Oh, you guys are a bunch of niggers," and he gave us all of his candy. Wow! Right? He was so happy. He thought we were in blackface. We were mortified. You know. So I don't know. Like I get to me racism. You know, people do. Uh, Jews are so cool. Why would anybody hate us? I just I don't believe that that's why people are protesting. And part of it is just that I do think people just are uninformed and of oh, yeah. course they don't want Palestinian children dead nobody does i certainly don't of course they they care about Palestinian people i don't believe that most of those people are doing it because they hate jews i think they do it because of the humanitarian what is the word to the humanitarian aspect of it i really do and maybe that's naive of me and yes there are definitely some anti-semites in that bunch for sure hamas is anti-semitic absolutely they Completely. do want us dead and they've manipulated the shit out of this 
you know, one of the most interesting, I don't know, I'm posting so much shit on Instagram, but there was an interview with a guy who's an Iranian, he's, he's Iranian, an Iranian Jew talking to another Iranian Jew woman. And he is, and he is very well informed on, on Iran and, and all these, all this shit. And basically what he said is that, um, the, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. God damn it. Oh no. Well, yeah. Um, but what were we just talking about with that? The, uh, um, ugh, about anti-Semitism and his, maybe his take on yeah. it. Well, no. it was that the, I don't fucking remember, but. It'll come um, back. Yeah. Um, just that, well, part of what he said was that was so important to me that I still haven't seen surface bubble to the top. Oh, I remember what it was. It was about the propaganda. So basically what he said is just like, and I may have talked about this on the last show too, but just like Russia has bot farms, so does Iran, but nobody talks about them. R Iran has a huge cyber, um, you know, a cyber, whatever, cyber warfare hacker group. And within like the day after October 7th, 25% of all the posts about that attack were propaganda bots. They could, you know, they can, they know this. They were propaganda bots in the favor of Hamas. And the only way that could have happened is if somebody knew about it in advance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it probably was Iran. And the other thing is just the fact that, um, you know, Qatar is protecting these people. They're at the fucking Ritz Carlton. The head of Hamas is staying at the Ritz Carlton in Doha right now. Wow. He's living his best life. Why, you know, why aren't we saying, no, you're cut, we're cutting off, um, we're cutting off, you know, all these people, we're going to cut your bank accounts, sanctions to cut. Clearly there's all these financial interests playing, but like all these people are praising Cutter for negotiating with Hamas. They are Hamas. They're protecting them. And it's ridiculous. So why are why are we focusing Israel, not we, solely? I, I do fault Israel for a lot of this. Like, why is it so much about just, you know, pummeling Gaza? Why not be more strategic about it and go after the leaders of Hamas who are living in the fucking four seasons and, and the systems that's protecting them. Instead, what I see is it's just like what I see in every war where you have the chess players playing with people's lives. So you have the rich people saying, okay, I'll give you 4,000 Palestinian lives, but our, you know, but the head will be fine. Just, you know what I mean? Like I just see these big God types playing with little people's lives. I, I it doesn't, you know, there's so much, there's so many things to talk about, so many levels, but yes. that in particular uh, bothers well, me a lot, don't you think? Uh, uh, that's because I think that Jews and Israel yeah. in particular, or Jews in particular, are held yeah. to a higher standard. It's like, it's okay for Hamas to come in and, yeah. you know, kill, rape, whatever, all the things that they did, mm -hmm. but Jews shouldn't, should turn the other cheek. I mean, that is literally what the world wants Jews to do. They think that if, if mm -hmm. Jews turn the other cheek, you know, and forget about it, somehow it won't happen again, but it will keep happening over and over and over again. Now, right. maybe Netanyahu is a monster. Uh, you know, I'll give you that, you know, but you know, he, he and his war group, <laughs> I guess his war, war um, committee, you know, this is what they want to do. They they want mm. to they want to destroy the underground tunnels in yeah. Gaza. And if Hamas right. is building hospitals on top of their tunnels, 
what is Israel supposed to do except try and get people out of the hospital? (laughs) It's insane. I mean, is it true that Hamas is using their own citizens as human shields? I used to refuse to believe that. But if they're building, oh, it's true. yeah, if they're building their tunnels mm. underneath hospitals and schools, what are we supposed yeah. to think? Are we not supposed and to they think? have good they have excellent proof of that now. I mean, that's one of the things I was telling Rachel. I'm like, Israel has a PR problem. They need to like show people these tunnels. That night they did. That was yesterday. But doesn't mean you know, the thing is too that I I keep news. having this thing. Fake news, yeah. Madge. It's all fake they, news. Uh, well, I keep when I see these people that say ceasefire now, I always have the same reply. Then what? Yeah. And nobody has ever even attempted to answer that. That's all I want to know. Okay. Ceasefire. Okay. I'm open to it. Then what? But as you, nobody has an answer. What happens? And remember, and nobody seems to understand that Hamas is still sending missiles to Israel. Mm -hmm. Just usually they get intercepted, but some of them don't. But, you know, they're still, and they still have hostages. So ceasefire, and the most important point is that we had a ceasefire with Hamas. They broke it on October 7th. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's the bad thing, you know, there's only the one, I don't know. And then there's this idea, uh, the the way social media works, which is it used to be that whoever has the most casualties is the loser in the war. But now, yeah, you might be the loser in the war, but you're the winner in social media if you have the most casualties. Absolutely. Look at and, those. Yeah. You know, the average uh, anti-Semite thinks this is a good thing and that the Jews deserve what they get. Mm. Because, you know, we're like this virus that's run through history. That right. is how So October anti- 7th is a good thing. But yes, do they yes. still say it's a good thing if it causes the death of 10,000 Palestinians? Absolutely. How is that a good thing? Absolutely. Because their just, lives are garbage to them. Um, the Amazing. anti-Semites? Their lives are... Who, I mean, lives no, are... I mean, the, the lives of Palestinians are garbage to the, to the anti-Semites. They don't care. If it kills Jews, if you have to kill a hundred Jews, a hundred Palestinians to kill one Jew, I guess that's fine because that's how the math is turning out. Yes, and and, and there is a um, there there's a Muslim view for that as well. That, What's that? if if it, you are the reason if they are using their people as human shields, that's mm-hmm. a good thing because all those people who are going to be killed by Jews, by Israelis, are going straight to heaven. It is a oh. in their in their it, it is a sacrament to die for the religion. A it reminds sac- me of I Claudius. I was just we've been watching I Claudius, which I'm sure you've seen I've it. It's seen like it. the best series, the <sighs> best dramatic series ever on television, right? Yeah. And so we just had the episode yesterday where Livia died. And she's, she killed all the oh yeah, all her kids, base, all these kids, and she even killed her husband, and she poisons them all. And she's begging Claudius and Caligula to please give, make me a god. And he's like, well, you know, after you're dead, you know, she, or the Romans, you could make them a god. She's like, please make me a god. He's like, why? He's like, she's like, because in our, don't you believe that the gods don't go to hell? And if you're a normal person, in the Roman religion, you go to hell if you do bad things, but the gods don't go to hell. Oh. Isn't that... The gods don't go to hell, so she wants to be a god. So she, otherwise, she's going to burn in eternal damnation, and that's why she needs um, Claudius to make her a god. Because normal people commit crime and rape; they go to hell. But if but leaders have to do these things. 
They have to. It's their job. And oh, it's fucking crazy. I just, it's fucking crazy, this whole thing. But what great show. The, just some of the best acting I've ever seen in my fucking life. Yeah, it's a classic for sure. It really is wonderful. Yeah. But so. Gosh, I don't know what to make. I know I want to talk a little bit about because we're really coming down hard on, on the uh, the. I, I want to try and balance this conversation a little. I don't want it to be all just like, oh, they all hate us. I don't like that idea that everyone hates us. I don't think that everybody protesting is protesting. And as I just mentioned before, because they hate Jews, I think most people, certainly the people I know, and I do have friends that are, you know, much on the Palestinian side and anti-Zionist. They're not, they're not anti-Semites. So I don't like that. It's too easy to just sweep them all under the rug and say they're all anti-Semites. But I want to like talk, I want to criticize the response a little bit because I do think that, um, you know, I think that Hamas achieved its goal. And of all people that made, I, I thought a good point about it was Elon Musk, believe it or not, maybe not in the whole thing, but with the idea that, if you, what Hamas did is they wanted to provoke this reaction so that everybody would come, come, you know, rally against the the Jews, right? And that's exactly what happened. But it would, but what could have happened is, you know, a more thoughtful response might have been to go after like what I was suggesting the leadership in in of Hamas in Doha first you know, or have some other operation because without, you know, maybe some more strategic operation, maybe there is a better way to get at these tunnels besides bombing everything and having all these casualties. And by the way, we don't know what the real casualties are because the people reporting mm -hmm. the casualties are Hamas. Mm -hmm. And that needs to be said. And a lot of the news agencies have not done a good job of saying that. They say that the Palestinian health ministry, which is Hamas, they don't necessarily say that which is basically means the terrorists are reporting the deaths mm -hmm. there's i mean there's a lot of deaths so it i hate to even talk about it because it can be you know kind of awful makes it seem like i'm denying the deaths of of these innocent people and then the other thing is like whenever i see and i just have to get this out there and this is not a defensive netanyahu <laughs> this is the opposite but like whenever i see like all this awful and i can't say this and I don't put it on my tweets, but I can say that he, this here. What I'm about to say was just like, when they'll say, I'll see a post of a bunch of people bleeding or whatever, and a you know, and a, maybe a few buildings blown up in in Palestine, and it's awful. And they'll say, "Isn't this horrible? Look what the Zionists are doing." And I almost say, "Well, maybe you shouldn't have raped and murdered a thousand plus people. Then maybe you shouldn't have done that." Yeah, you know, that's what I that's what I always want to say, but I don't. Mainly because Rachel told me I shouldn't say that because it's against the people, not not Hamas. Yeah. But, you know, oh. there were people spitting on some of these rape victims when they brought them into the Gaza. So I do also wonder, as a human being, like what percentage of those people really do agree with this? And plus, you know, of course, if your house has been bulldozed, I mean, Israel has a lot of faults here, too. You know, historically, they have Israel has committed massacres, too, and that needs to be acknowledged. There have been some horrific atrocities that. Um, that Israel has done, and Israel has done stuff that is, is is as bad as October 7th. Not recently, though, as far as I know. Like the stuff they did in 1948, what is that? Uh, this one city, there was a documentary about just some awful stuff, and the cover-ups yeah. have just been horrible. They Israel refuses to acknowledge any of these atrocities, and they won't even... I mean, there's this one... I, 
uh, the name is escaping me, but I just uh, was reading about it the other day. And but um, there's so many, so much oral evidence, boxes and boxes of tapes of witnesses on both sides that saw these people, you know, basically just get shot. It was like, you know, they're just machine gunned down into into holes, mm. into um, um, you know, burial pits, mass graves. And then they, the, the, you know, and the mass graves suddenly disappeared, like Israel seems to have dug them up. Terrible stuff. And I hate to talk about it, too, in writing, because you don't want to make it any worse for Israel than you already had. is in But in other words, what I'm saying is, you know, and I, and I am a Zionist, right? But that doesn't mean, but Zionism doesn't mean I support Netanyahu. Zionism right. doesn't mean I support you know, killing, massacring people. It doesn't. It just means Jews deserve a homeland because we don't have one and we historically need one. So, Well, uh, you know, a lot of the world doesn't think we need a country, but... Yeah, well, that's ridiculous. I mean, no. just look at all the fucking... I, st- re- I started reading them last week, all the all the expulsions we've had is fucking <laughs> 10 pages. It's ridiculous. I can't even get through it. And and, and if Israel is, d- is dissolved or destroyed, as you yeah. intimated last week, they'd have to... You know, kill half at least half right. of the population well where did jews go then like and there is yeah. nowhere in the world that we can go that's safe for us not israel right. not the arctic not a- maybe antarctica now, well, even then when right. it, when we start to be able to use a- antarctica as you know to grow things we'll be tossed out oh of there God. too Right. Of course we will. Well, I still th- wouldn't mind Florida if they could just, I'd switch <laughs> Israel and Florida, but, you know. Interesting. Uh, yeah, wait, so, I want to tell you the name of that that documentary before I forget, because okay. it is worth um, checking out. Um, shit, sorry, I have to look at my app. Tantura, that's the city in uh, Palestine that was where the massacre was, and that's just one, right? But the way that they cover it up is absolutely chilling. You know, okay. they t- and the guy who reported on it, they took away his academic status. It's a, it's a huge cover-up. They won't even give them a fucking memorial. You know, they they need to do, like, at least, if, if there are atrocities, they should at least do what the Germans do and own up to them, you know? Well, but I, because we're not, just because there's atrocity, yeah, you can do, be, yeah, Israel but, did some awful things, mm-hmm. but that wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be that way. They were one-offs and they were terrible, but you have to acknowledge them and move on. But in if, order to be honest, yeah, to be fair, and this would also yeah. happen if you are a German in the United States and a German yeah. in Germany during and after World War II, you were hated mm-hmm. and reviled. So, you know, yeah. the UK is, 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 has been um, anti German for, well, centuries. Well, I guess it didn't always occur, it didn't mm-hmm. always exist centuries ago, but for a hundred years. You know, the UK still hates Germans. So they're, you know, yeah. this is human nature. This is about to human hate. nature. To hate, to be tribal. It's terrible. And why Jews or anybody is held up to a higher standard is that to me is unconscionable. Because in Toronto, we've had so many acts of violence, of anti-Semitism mm-hmm. that's been going on. The, a woman who actually, she, she has her own bookstore, and her, uh, it's a, oop, hello. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just moving my camera so I, because I, I, it's on a different screen and I uh, feel like I'm not looking at you, so oh, I'm just moving okay. it, So, but I'm listening. Um, yeah. So her, 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 her bookstore was vandalized. And it's like, mm-hmm. she's not an Israeli. 
Like, I'm not an Israeli. I don't want to be an Israeli. But like you, I now embrace Zionism and say, yeah. Is this only since October 7th for you? Yeah. Really, it it's the is. same as me. So that's what they've done. See, right? They've made us more determined in a way. Yeah. And I think, I think the wor- world Jewry should like never yeah. again means never again means right, right. now. I, I, what really bothers me a lot too is like, you know, I feel like they just ignored what happened to us, and it's all about the Palestinians. Like, I don't remember the reaction. I don't remember the outpouring of support for the the people who got massacred the jews the israelis i didn't i must have missed that because all i saw is their support for the palestinians that got that got bombed and are getting bombed. like where's our sympathy it really bothers me like why can't they feel awful and why do they rip up those fucking posters they did it on my street because i live here because we are to blame jews historically are to blame for all the evils of the world so do you think that the anti-semitism are you more like rachel with respect to that or are you more like me like do you think that anti-semitism is really just everywhere and i'm underestimating it i think it's everywhere i think it is what about the protests or that is do you think those are anti-semitic of nature or what do you think yes i think it is anti-semitic to say free palestine why aren't people mm-hmm. saying i stand on both sides no right people have to have to find an answer they have to whittle mm-hmm. down everything to the black and white zero and one good and evil otherwise they can't well, live their lives that's they, what's happened with social media too but that's that's not but that's different Right, that's different from anti-Semitism. The binary thing is different from anti-Semitism, isn't it? I think it's it's part of it. I mean, I think bigotry is all about finding easy answers for why we are different from each other. Oh, shit. I just want to read something that this guy wrote, Han okay. Masik, on Instagram. He said, "I'm pro-Palestinian. I support the Palestinian rights movement." And their right for self-determination. I'm just not anti-Israel. I don't support the slaughter and violation of Israelis, holding innocents hostage, the destruction of a Jewish homeland, and denying any Jewish refugee the sanctuary of my family had when uh, fleeing genocide. And I think that's fair, and I can agree with that. I agree with that. Of course I'm... I think they should have their own state. I think Hamas does... But the other thing about the... Hamas does not want... They mean it when clearly. they say, when they say river to sea. That's what they mean. Get just. But I kind of don't think Netanyahu wants a two state solution either. Really? Then that's, yeah, that's. He was very much against the Oslo Accords. Then 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 they're fucked. We're fucked. Jews right. are fucked. We are literally like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I feel like this is an existential threat. <laughs> like you yeah. know, it, it's just the the 1930s all over again. It's just going to ramp up until there's mm-hmm. a huge massacre or they throw us at somewhere else. Although that's a little bit more difficult because we're, there's the diaspora. We're all over the place. But we're only uh, 2% of the world fucking population. Really? Look at who are, are we that Look at powerful? who has our back. Who has our, well, uh, the United States. Is that who you Burnett, mean? Well, no, Nobody I'm saying, trusts the I guess United specifically... States. Who has their back? It's the people, you know, who, the Trump people, you know, they have yes. our back. It's awful to say that. Yeah, that's I mean, tr- and, and if you look in retrospect at what Trump did in the Middle East, it was, it was some good stuff. 
for, you know, the Abraham Accords were good. And people have been rightfully, I think, critical of Biden for not going after Saudi Arabia to sign on onto them. And and I re- did you listen to that interview of Jared Kushner on um uh, on Lux Friedman's show? I couldn't bring myself to do it. I couldn't. You bring should. It. Okay, okay. I did, and I'm glad I did because, you know, we make these people into monsters. From the from, I mean, I certainly participated in that. You know, you you know, you hear the two billion from the Saudis. You're, but he, you know, but then you listen to him. It's not quite. He had he made did focus groups in all these different Middle Eastern countries to see how we could have peace. Wow. I mean, he really broke it down in kind of a modern way and uh, speaks very intelligently on the subject. And it really got the feeling like he kind of mm-hmm. was doing some good there. And, you know, certainly there were some peace agreements that came out of it. So there's there's so much complexity there. And then there's the whole thing with the squad, which... So here's one th- idea I have. I'm not... I think the tides might turn a public opinion if it turns... If this, you know, this... Uh, whatever you call it, this war, I don't want to say operation because that's what the, you know, the, the Putin, Putin people use. Yeah. I think it's a terrible word. It makes it so clinical. Whatever you call it, this attack on Gaza, if it turns out to be successful in that they really do eradicate Hamas, if they really do eradicate Hamas, then I think the political of the public opinion could change. But then again, I'm thinking, really? how could it, how could that happen? How could yeah. they eradicate Hamas if the leaders in the Ritz Carlton in Doha you know, sitting very comfortably with the head of Al Jazeera, who's owned by Qatar, planning the next PR, you know, moves. Right? And, the, the, like, where you... It's like, you know, you can't... It's a disconnect. It is, but you... In reality, there'll be lots of more people, lots of young, more yeah. young people who will join Hamas. Well, and that but of part us. of that is because, for what as right, as justified as those attacks might be, every, you know person you kill is going to create another terrorist you know what do you do about that yeah you know how do you deal with that yes there are tunnels yes you have to get rid of hamas but if getting rid of hamas means you're creating more terrorists how does that help you know what i mean like what how do you get you have to figure out a way to get rid of hamas without killing everyone otherwise you're making more of them that's what we should have learned from from iraq and afghanistan stupid human beings are stupid yeah. Jews are as stupid as Hamas. Right. We're all Absolutely. stupid. So what do you think, what is your opinion on that? That Jew, that people are stupid? No, no, oh. <laughs> no. The idea of what I was just saying about how, you know, by, by killing, by going after Hamas, we may get rid of Hamas, but we're going to create a new Hamas. That's right. And I, it will be stronger and stronger at that stronger yeah. and stronger. They will, they will. They will convert the world to their view. Right. So we need a way to stop Hamas and stop what without killing all these people, I think. But if we stop doing what we're doing now, then they're going to come out and kill more Jews. So I, I certainly don't have a solution. And that's where I have an issue with a lot of these protesters that just seem to think everybody just ceasefire ceasefire and then i'm yeah. like then what and that's yeah. what i mean then what that's a they good can, then they say they're going to come after so i don't have a solution except i think i have said before i think the grown-ups in the room i think it's going to be tough because the only solution i have could solve some other problems which is basically the big powers need to get in a room together russia united states iran china maybe india i don't know whoever the big powers are they need to get in a room together 
and and just say okay we're going to be the parents and we're going to force these both of these countries to get in line or else and by doing that that will hopefully the idea of those countries together would disagree on so many other things maybe that'll create a different level of peace you know amongst the grown-ups which really aren't grown-ups of course they aren't and the other side of the coin is is that they have many uh, many other agendas that have nothing to do with peace in the middle east I, I would hazard a guess that most people don't care what happens in the Middle East. I was I was reading yeah. some stuff about um, the um, the markets, trying to find out if the Middle East has affected the markets. Mm-hmm. Not a bit. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Not a bit. Really? Ukraine? How could that be? I don't know, but that that is what I that's I I did did some research and tried to I asked the question what. You know, what are the factors associated with um, the um, uh, the stock market dips? And absolutely none of the answers that came back had anything to do with the Middle East. But did you ask ChatGPT or did you do actual research? Oh, I did actual research. I also asked okay. ChatGPT and then did okay. extra research above and beyond that as well. Mm-hmm. Um one thing I noticed, and as my financial have, advisor as well, like is okay. is do we have to worry about the Middle East? And they said no, but we do have to still worry about Putin. So Putin and Ukraine. But why did you ask him why? I, I think it has to do with uh, supply chain and wheat and things that Ukraine has supplied. What about in the oil? Past. And doesn't oil. affect oil. And oil. And oil. But doesn't yes. Middle East? Doesn't that matter? Does Israel have for, oil? No, but does the, all that the shit with Palestine, the Saudis and the fact that that the U.S. is behind. No, no oh, no, no, I just mean, I just mean Gaza, the West Bank, and Israel. Yeah. They have no effect on the world. They seem to have well, no effect on the world economy. Now that could be wrong. You know, people maybe aren't doing the right kind of analysis, but that's what I'm. Well, all I know is Bitcoin has shot up since this <laughs> has happened. I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's a correlation. Could be because how a much lot is it ter- today? I don't know. It, I don't know what it is, but it's gone up quite a bit since if it's this six, all went down. If it's 60000 then I'm $3,000 no. richer. <laughs> that, oh, God, you got in late, huh? <laughs> yeah. well, it's not there yet, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, 37 7 that's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, that's like a... It's a 33% up for the month, mm-hmm. 127% up for the year. It's up... You know, and they... they yeah, it's a great way to store like uh, terrorist money. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, Sam said something else that I thought was interesting. Uh-huh. He said at the end of his podcast, he said we all and he there was a whole preamble to this. He said we all live in Israel now. It's just that most of us hadn't re- haven't realized it yet. What he means is mm-hmm. because he is he's very anti he's very anti Islam. He's not anti-Muslims, you know, he's, he's a bit of a, he's strange that way. He says, I love the call to Muslim prayer, as though mm-hmm. Hamas gives a shit what he thinks. But <laughs> He likes the ethnicity, but not the religion, is that what that means? Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, yeah, he thinks that Islam is out for world domination, the very thing that we're accused of doing, of Jews, that right. Jews are accused of doing. Which is so fucking ridiculous, because like all we do is get obliterated, and people accuse us of trying to commit genocide. It's fucking ridiculous. It is ridiculous. 
You know, but I'm so, being, what I hate, what makes anti-Semitism so bad is that I'm being mm. painted with the same brush as they're painting Netanyahu. I'm being painted yeah. with that brush. And it's like, well, what do I do? I have to be in solidarity. I have to accept the fact that I too live in Israel, even though I'm in Canada. That's what that says well, to me. And Although, it's like, if if it would be like saying that someone painting me with the same brush as Trump because I'm American, it's just right. as ridiculous. Yes, very, very good point. But the reason why um, Sam says this is because yeah. he believes that, you know, once Islam destroys Jews, then the next group that they'll go over, go, go, go after is Christians. And on and on and on They've down said the line. So. Yeah. He doesn't have to believe that. They they will yes, that's these mullahs yeah, yeah, yeah. they say so. There's they even want to go there there's one mullah who said and I, I have a video of it somewhere where he said they want Spain back because Spain used to be Muslim. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's laughable, but it's World it's Caliphate. True. That's Right. And then the worst thing and this is where you get these uneducated protesters saying this is a that Israel is colonial colonialism into Palestine. Well, first of all, if we're colonialists, what colony are we coming from? You like when British people go to India, they're from in they're from England. You know, when France went to Vietnam, they're from France. So where are the Jews from if we're colonizing Israel? Yeah. We're from Israel, so fuck off. Yeah. And then you meanwhile you have these also these same people, these mullahs saying we want to reestablish the Islamic caliphate. Well, do you know what a caliphate is? It's a fucking empire. So who is the colonizer? Yeah. And by the way, and this is the other thing that I don't write about that I can say to you because it's a little show. You know, you know the history of what happened. Basically, you know, I know they're Palestinians, but that word is new. They're Arabs, right? Why do these Arabs need, you know, they have the entire Middle East, part of Africa, whatever you call it, all these countries that they can go freely we just have this tiny little sliver of land. Can't we just have that? And we're even giving you part of this little sliver of land. Can you just leave us the fuck alone? You can live anywhere. We have to live only here because anywhere else will get killed. Why do you have to have just this? Why can't you go to any of these other countries where you're welcome? Because or, or at least stay in our country, but leave us the fuck alone and stop killing us. Because human beings are murderous monsters who want it mm -hmm. all. You know, I just want what I want for my family. Don't you dare come into my backyard. Mm -hmm. But then there is the fact, just going back and forth here, but, you know, there is there were people kicked off their land, a lot of people, thousands, yes. hundreds of thousands of people kicked off their land when we, when we, you know, when the UN gave, or the League of Nations gave the Jews Israel. It was the UN, actually. It. This is the what UN. kills okay. me about the way the UN is behaving yeah. now. The UN you know, they ratified all this in, in the 1940s. Right. What the fuck? What has changed? Right. That to me is anti-Semitism because what the yeah. hell has changed? But so, right, and, and that's true. I don't dispute that. But but what about all of the, I mean, it's basically the same shit we did here, right? It's the same, yeah, and there's this, this idea, we did some awful, all I'm saying is Israel did some awful shit to claim that land, right? Killed a lot of people, but but forced a lot of people off their land, and they're they're bitter about that. I get that. But 
if you're going to set a precedent and say we have to give that land back, then you're saying the same president, we got to give this country back to the Native Americans. Right. And if we have to give that land back to the Palestinians, then in turn, they'll have to give it back to us. So we're right back where we started. Yeah. They'll have to give it back to the Jews because we're really the indigenous you know, people there. It's, <laughs> it's so fucking fucked up. And by it the is. way, it nobody is. has right to land anyway. True. That's just a fucking human bullshit. Yep. And nationalism is stupid, too. So just fucking... And we're all going to die from climate change. I think this is all just a humongous global existential crisis. We're just pretending there's some other issue we can fight about. Because we can't accept the fact that we're fucking dying as a species because we're fucking monsters. We are monsters. Ever, ever since this... Ever since we... You read that book by the Harari, but no Harari book, Species. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it called Species? Um, I mean, it's basically, it's like ever yeah. since Homo, we've been on this planet. Homo sapiens or something. Homo sapiens. Sapiens. I'm sapiens. saying that species. That's a horror movie. Ever since we've been on this planet, as soon as we developed into the species we are today, we have just fucking destroyed and made other species extinct. And now we're making ourselves extinct. It has been nonstop. Well. Nonstop extinctions. And now it's ourselves. So Homo sapiens, you know, mm-hmm. raped all the Neanderthals and killed all the men. Like yeah. they raped all the Neanderthal women, killed all the men, and now mm-hmm. we have no Neanderthals who were smarter than us and hardier than us. They were smarter than us, apparently. Yes. Did you hear my the, what I was saying the other day? Because I don't, I can. There's no proof for it, but okay. there's just it's, this is one of these mental masturbation ideas. But there's some ideas that people have. Maybe there's some proof that the reason why Jews descend on matriarchy you know the mother has to be jewish to be jewish is because women jewish women were historically raped so often that they just couldn't know that their father was jewish Hmm. yeah i don't know if that's true or not but it's certainly a reasonable a reasonable theory well i have to recommend everybody has to everybody should follow roots metals roots metals on instagram she's extremely she posts a lot of like infographic stuff but everything she posts she has a bibliography in her on the like on every post she is so well sourced she was to work for ap uh. she she knows a lot i mean she and she just you, you can't argue with her because everything is, is sourced well i think and if it, she does make a mistake she she admits it but even if you've got proof it's mm-hmm. like you know pe- you know, people people who are filled with hate will just say, yeah. "Well, you know that what you're saying has is not true. It's untrue." So right, like you that's can't true. Argue but it people. will give people who are trying to get the word out ammunition. You know, mm-hmm. and it can't propaganda basically. And I think it's a propaganda war as much as anything else. Absolutely, and people don't realize that. Yeah. There's, there's no awareness. so like somebody like Roots Metals can take can can it's it's like a factory i think it's an assembly line so she Ooh. can take the facts and make them into these sort of bullet points that are basically talking points that other people like us can take and spread around you know i think yeah, it yeah. works that way sometimes well the um, another good source is the adl website yeah, so, yeah it is I, good really anti defamation like league yeah 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 sorry the anti defamation league um yeah oh my goodness well, Oh, uh, here's something else to think about. So um, there's another fellow who wrote an essay, and I don't know what year it's from, but I think it's like 2019 or 2020. The guy's name is Charles Blattberg, and he wrote Mm -hmm. Anti-Semitism and the Aesthetic. So he says a lot of things I don't understand, but one thing he did Mm -hmm. say was that 
the reason why people are bigots, unless he just takes anti-Semitism as one example, is because mm-hmm. it's fun. It's really fun to argue with people. It's really fun to get in a fist fight. It's really fun to do all those things. It's, it's human entertainment. Well, I mean, and then you have to go back to sapiens. You have to f- look at the fact that basically we're animals that have not evolved since our speed, you know, evolution is slow. We're still hunter gatherers in terms of evolution. We haven't adapted to anything, not in terms of, not, not in terms of our, you know, evolution. So we're still hunter gatherers. We're still looking for a fight. We're looking, we're only interested in what's in front of us today. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Like us versus them, you know, cause our, you know, we're really just programmed to deal with the immediate threats in small groups, you know, of 250 people. Apparently if you yeah. if you're yeah, if you're bigger if your village is bigger than 250, then you got to make a you got to split. You got to bifurcate, I guess. <laughs> I want to see I want to try if I can, I want to see if I can play this clip from this this is an interview with one of the Iranian people I told you about the Iranian Jewish woman. It's a clip interviewing a former Hamas members uh I I know a son of somebody from Hamas or something. Um mm. but he he speak, he's basically a whistleblower on Hamas. Can you hear that? Okay, let me find it. October 7th, they knew... Oh, sorry, ex- I gotta go here. October 7th, they knew exactly what would be next, and they knew that many civilians would die. But Hamas leaders sitting in Qatar, Haniyeh, as we speak now, is staying at the Four Seasons in Doha, Okay, and other Hamas leaders in and a while safe, this is happening to their people, they're while we speak, as we speak now, Hamas chief is in the four seasons in Doha. Now, okay, Ismail Haniya has his family there, his children, all of them are in safety. Mm. And he's gambling not with his own children, he's gambling with other people's children. This is the ugly reality of Hamas. You don't need to think about it so much. You know, they live in luxury. They have access to billions of dollars by the name of resistance. So they can just uh, thrive in power, blackmail everybody, dominate, achieve their uh, goals by the means of the sword and by the means of the gun. Yeah. Uh, this is this is Hamas, uh, Hamas game. So you heard that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That was the son of one of the Hamas founders. But th- that I think that thing of all the ideas in my head and all the layers that keep floating around, the thing that I keep coming back to is that I, this thing about the Hamas leaders in, in Doha, in Qatar, those are the head. It's like, what's the point in eradicating all the footmen of Hamas if you're still keeping the leaders in the fucking five-star hotel? It's this whole different, it's like another layer. It's just like bin Laden being the son of a rich billion, you know, of a billionaire and these games that they play, the rich people, I feel like we're being conned. Mm. These rich people, we're being conned because there's a whole, there's the whole financial, you know, network of people that could be doing something about it. They're not because nobody wants to touch, nobody wants, it's like what you were talking about, the markets. No, the markets are not affected by this. If, if, but if they did something about, if they sanctioned Qatar, I guarantee the markets would be affected by Mm -hmm. it. That's not, that is by design. They don't want that to happen. And I think like by the last thing Biden wants is to be pressured. 
Nobody wants to be pressured. It, where is the pressure for sanctions on Doha? Because people don't have the information. They're just busy screaming in the streets. The coverage is about the people screaming in the streets, stupid shit that doesn't even make sense. Ceasefire, ceasefire, then want nothing. You know, and arguing about anti-Semitism when really you have the real criminals roaming free and they should be going after them first. Mm. I mean, what's good is cutting off, if killing all these foot soldiers of Hamas, you're keeping the ringleader. Yeah. Not just alive, but he's in the fucking Ritz-Carlton. I've never stayed at Ritz-Carlton in my life. I never will. I can't afford that. <laughs> but the leader of Hamas came, all these people get killed. It's yeah. fucking insane. This is so wrong. And if there's one thing I would like to accomplish, it's to get that into the limelight, the public point of view, like sanction those motherfuckers, you know, freeze their bank accounts and get them. Then worry, you know, get them because all the rest is just a fucking charade. Then they have too many friends. There's too many business ties. Just well, like it's bullshit. Then, else. then, then it it's all just for show and fuck it. Then really, I think if they're not going to do that, then they really should just stop the operation in in Gaza because they're not going to. Nothing's going to happen. Mm. They're just get. They'll just build another army in Iran and come some other way. Yeah. So what's happened to is Israel's? you know, Mossad, like, aren't they like the foremost uh, intelligence agency? And they have been going after Iran and um, in different way They're They've been going after the wrong shit. I don't know. Maybe they're on their phones all the time. Like everyone else Mm. after the pandemic doing nothing. Maybe they're taking naps instead of doing their job, working from home. I don't know. But a lot of people say they've been going after the wrong thing. I mean, these people in Hamas are brilliant. They, uh, you know, they, they created a red herring, Iran. And I mean, while they, and Iran is really a threat, but you know, the intelligence, all the sneaky stuff was going on in, in Gaza underground. And they thought it was going on in, in Iran proper. And it wasn't. So they fucked up. And like Rachel was saying, they need to like have some hot spies like Gail Godot to go and, you know, you know. I don't know who that is. She's Wonder Woman. Oh, Israeli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Israeli. And, you know, they need like hot Israeli women to like, you know, create, you know, be spies and, you know, and fuck these Hamas men and then kill them or something. You know, they need to be smart. I like that. Yeah. Sign me up. They need to do. Maybe not. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Are lesbians, uh, yeah. Well, some of them might be. Yeah, they're not lesbians. And then this is, so this whole thing, you might have noticed too, this idea of queers for free Palestine, queers for Palestine, right? That is it's the ridiculous. worst. Yeah. It's the worst. But then I thought, is Jews for Palestine any better? No, it's just the same thing, right? Yeah, but it's Jews kind for of, free Palestine. It's, it's virtue what? signaling if Jews do it. But it's just as ridiculous. It is. It is. It took me a while to realize because I thought when I saw, oh my God, queers for Palestine. Oh, how ridiculous. And then I thought, but the Jews, Jewish for voice of peace is just as ridiculous and do you know they're anti-zionist they don't even if you look at their website they don't even want israel to exist wow they want to give the they use the on the website i put it on my instagram i circled the words from the river to the sea is on jewish voices for peace website and you know who's on the board of that naomi klein who's one of my favorite people not anymore and same with noam chomsky is on it well he's never been my well favorite. he's not uh, i lost your audio hang on, hang on i'll fix oh, it you, you i know lost what that me? problem is did she? Did he? Did she lose? Sorry, me? say that again. Say that again. I said I have no respect for Noam Chomsky. He left his yeah. wheelhouse forty years ago. He should have stuck to linguistics. He is not. Oh, I know. A political when I thought analyst. he was a linguist, I'm like, what is all this shit then? 
And it's so popular. Well, he's like 96. And what about what happened to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now? They've gone completely batshit, too. I used to give them so much money. Wow. So this is called Jewish Voices for... Jewish Voices for Peace. They're the ones that have been... That arrange all the pro, the Jewish protests. You know, you've seen the protests. There was a huge one in D.C. Yeah. JVP. And it's, it's just a front, basically. Yeah. Somebody posted... A, a, person who's i don't know who they are they write very clever things must be a writer serial raptor an instagram person who writes these hilarious uh critiques of certain instagram influencers but that's but they said that that a lot of this bull a lot of this sort of propaganda that's leading these students to protest in favor of palestine is coming from all the money that that country that arabic countries are sending to universities in america and he even showed me there's a there is a Northwestern University. My father went there. That's in Evanston, right near me. My sister lives there. They, I was born in Evanston. Anyway, Northwestern University has a campus in, in Doha. They wow. have Northwestern University Qatar, right? <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I mean, this sounds conspiracy theory. Maybe it is. I had never even thought about that. But that it's so much of this is money. I mean, you know that. Yeah, but with, yeah. but Jews run Jews run it all. It's all so, about uh, the Benjamin. And then you have these, this is going to destroy the squad. I think once this is over, the squad lost all capa- all uh, credibility, I think, with R- Rashida Tlaib going on about from the river to the sea. And then, I'm sorry, but Ilhan Omar, she's just an idiot. Mm-hmm. She's just a stupid person. I don't know how she ends up in Congress. She She's the one that said, it's all about the Benjamins. And she just does these pointing things in Congress. It's like, it's is, just, is Benjamins a euphemism? Is Benjamin's a euphemism oh. for, for 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 dollars? Jews? It's a hundred dollar bill is a Benjamin. It's kind of like a rap oh, thing. It's oh, all oh, about oh, the oh, Benjamins, oh, oh, baby. Oh, okay. That means a hundred. That money. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Have you, and have you seen what universities are doing? All the things that are going on in the universities. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The place. Well, I was. Ha- yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I'm just saying a place where you're supposed to, you know, think oh. deeply about things. No. We can't even well, think deeply in universities. The law, the law firms in America, all the biggest law firms, got together and wrote a a letter of tremendous support for Israel, basically saying, "You these kids that are, they were." It was basically a letter saying, "We will not, we will not recruit these people that do this, mm-hmm. and we will not even engage with universities that do that." And these are the, these are white shoe law firms that hire all the Harvard grads. You know, um, they're not going to put up with it. They're just not. Mm-hmm. I think you're. You know, and when you see what law firms do, you know, that's a, it, it means you're really on the wrong track because these are smart people that understand logic. You know, I'm sure they'll be dismissed. Oh, they're just Jews. No, they're not. They're not. A lot of them are sure, but most firms aren't Jewish. That's true. That's just another stereotype. Yeah. White shoe firms were historically non Jewish and they wouldn't even allow Jews. Exactly. But, but just, yeah, I mean, these are people that, these are the law. I mean, you see, like, I've lawyers tend to they try to do it's right judges try to do it's right of course they can be biased like on the Supreme Court tends to be but sometimes they'll surprise you because they're following logic they're following law and when you have a body like all the biggest law firms in the country saying nope it's all bullshit these protests are bullshit they're not founded on logic and reason it's anti-semitism we're not going to put up with it we're not going to hire from you if you do this then it means something to an intelligent person who probably isn't those people anyway, but I don't know. I I, I feel like I've been dropped into into an anti-Semitic nightmare. 
that I thought I would never have to deal with. But then deep down yeah. inside, I knew I would have to someday. I knew I would have to. And see, I may be in denial, but I did, that's not where I'm at. As much as I agree with all the points you're making, I see. I, I don't feel it. Yeah. And when I was, I know what, because, you know, I don't know if you were when you were young, but I was indoctrinated to, not indoctrinated, that's the wrong word, but I was educated about the Holocaust very young. We had to watch Night and Fog every year. You know that? You know what that movie is? No, but they I... Show the, they show the dead bodies being yeah. bulldozed. So you see the I've Holocaust. At a very young age, I was educated chewing. They couldn't show it to kids today because it would be triggering. But you see all the dead bodies. You see the Holocaust. But they should be showing yeah. it to yes, kids. Yes, they absolutely should. So, like, for me, my what the attitude I always came out with in my head was, why didn't we fight? Yeah. You know, why didn't we fight? And I've been reading this book. Well, God, I can't remember the name of it. It's really good. I can't remember the name of shit. But uh, it's a book about the forming, uh, the formation of of the state of Israel going going back to, you know, the turn of this, of the, at the end of the 1800s. And they talk about how they knew what was going on in Germany as they were building Israel. It was happening at the same time. And somebody said, somebody criticized the Jews of Eastern Europe saying, you know, you just, you were just, you would rather stay alive than being, you know, you'd rather be treated like living dogs than to lie, live, fight for your dignity. And he was criticizing the Eastern European Jews of not fighting back and just saying, well, they just want to live. So they're just going to end up, you know, in ghettos and concentration camps. The idea, that's not what happened when Israel was founded. Those people fought. And that's part mm. of why we're in this, this situation is, and they use, there's a whole chapter in this book about Masada. So the founders of Israel, one of the young guys, when he was starting the kibbutzim and bringing kids over, he would take them on these hikes to Masada, which was the last stand of against the Romans for this group of Jews. And it's famous because they killed themselves when they realized they weren't going to live rather than become slaves of Romans. And then Israel, like Ben-Gurion, was ashamed of this, and he never talked about Masada. A lot of people didn't talk about Masada until I went there. they did a movie. Like, Oh, yeah, I did too. In like the 70s. And, you know, and, but see what they were saying is they're using an argument like these people were actually heroic mm. and, you know, the idea, it's not just about killing yourself. It's about fighting for, it's like your life isn't worth living. If you have to subjugate yourself, fight to the, you know, to, to, you know, to live equally like you're, like you have the right to, but maybe that's what the Palestinians are doing too. I, I and then think, you have a real problem. Yeah. I, I <laughs> right? think, yeah, the other side feels yeah. the same way. And see, that's really when you're getting somewhere when you can see that i think now I think you know so. who timothy snyder is he wrote on tyranny mm -mm. oh he no. well, he's a historian he's a ukrainian and he has a lot to say about history and um all the things that happened in uh, nazi germany and he says that w the reason why jews didn't fight back in eastern europe is because they thought if they just keep their heads down and yeah. believe that the regular German or Eastern European citizen was really not really was on their side. Everything would be mm -hmm. okay. That there's no way that the German people would ever allow something like the Holocaust to happen. See, and I feel like that's become my mindset. I've become the denial that I railed against as a child in my head. I don't know what happened to me. That's I feel like, cause I, I think I, I'm in denial. Uh, the book is called uh, My Promised Land by Ari Shavit, by the way. That's the book I'm currently reading. It's very good. Okay. My Promised Land. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm still reading a, stuff on psychedelics. <laughs> oh, okay. Which, I, what are you I, reading? Um, I'm reading a book about consciousness and um, mm -hmm. how... Which one? Oh, shoot. I, I think I've tried to read one. all the ones on consciousness I can find. Is it a woman or a man? I believe it's a man, but I can't remember the oh. title. I'm so sorry. But I, I met right. I, I met a nice gay male male, male gay couple a few weeks ago, <laughs> and one of them told me that he uh, had a really great guide. So um, I contacted mm -hmm. the guide and said, "I want to, you know, I oh, want good. in. Well, I want to do this thing." But see how that, it you'll out. have to keep me posted. That's in Toronto where you're going to do that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, but I got—I have a yeah, lot. Yeah, I. Uh, Go ahead. I, 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 I still think about it. I, it's, it's kind of on the back burner for me at the moment. I don't know, but um, I'm kind yeah. of of the mind that we should, uh, you know, spray all of, uh, all of the Middle East with uh, MDMA. MDMA did horrible things to me. I don't recommend. That. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it just made me no. so depressed. That's what. Oh. That's what triggered me to like basically quit all drugs for 10 years and You're drinking kidding. too i quit well i, I still quit drugs but i thought uh, ecstasy makes you you know love everybody i, mean, I guess I, not i think it has undeserved uh, no i think it's a i don't first of all i don't do man-made chemicals i think they're bad uh -huh. for for that sort of thing when it comes to the recreational drugs no chemicals but nothing you know i mean maybe if it's something's derived from something natural you know but not synthesized uh, the okay. problem see there was a lot of publicity about crit criticizing critics ugh, criticism of mdma you know when it was popular like in the 90s or so and that was dismissed as like propaganda like you know like reefer madness stuff but that uh, stuff happened to me right oh, like how okay. it depletes your serotonin but that's uh, what happened to me. Like it made me as a depressed person already, it made me profoundly depressed. I couldn't function at all. So I would do like MDMA like on Saturday and Tuesday was every Tuesday would be like even though it was three days later, it was like the worst day of my life. Again, it was just wow. hell on earth. I can't mentally it destroyed me. I would go to clubs and people would turn into wireframes. You know, like when you do animation, mm -hmm. you see a wireframe and, and rats. Mm, it was a fucking really? I could feel my brain deteriorating. You can't give that to people. It's bullshit. I, I, I feel very strongly about it. I mean, it's a bullshit drug. And, and all this publicity, I guess, is like being a say. I just don't fucking buy it. No, I don't huh. fucking buy it. I mean, if you want to talk about mushrooms, yeah, I support that. It's from the earth. It's natural. Not these fucking... No fucking way. Not, Interesting. I, have to, I only have my own experience to go on. It's fucking horrible. that clarifies something for me because um, we, there was a fellow a couple of years ago who... Mm -hmm. um, who drove who drove into a muslim family in london ontario killed them all so he's on oh. trial now and his defense is i was on mdma yeah. so, and i thought but mdma is you know no. maybe in large quantities maybe that's what happens i don't you know, know i used to do it with a friend of mine she's dead now oh my we used to call it we used to call it gloom oh. because every time we do we would get gloomy yeah. i have just fucking bullshit. I don't know. Oh, okay. Interesting. These drugs. Okay. We went to a play last week. A friend of mine um, had, a, we, we had mutual friends. Two of them overdosed on um, fentanyl. Mm. I, they were both within a year of each other, both dead from fentanyl. I don't know what the circumstances were. Um, but this friend of mine is a performance or, performance artist, Jan, John Michael. He did a 
he turned it into a performance art, you know, sort of monologue show, three acts. And we saw it last week. And, um, you know, and he, it, he actually educates people on um, Narcan, you know, the, the remedy for... And he, everybody leaves the theater with a, a box of Narcan oh. for free. Nice. Um, yeah, and they show you how to use it. And they said, like in the city of Chicago... They have more deaths, overdoses on the train than murders. And we have a lot of murders. <laughs> and But they're not allowed to, like, um, administer Narcan. Really? The people. So you have this. And Narcan's been around in the 70s. And all these people die of overdoses. They don't have to die. They don't have to. It's just like the condom thing in the 80s. Like, just educate people. You know, it's educate people and teach them. Instead mm -hmm. of just saying, you're endorsing drugs if you, you know teach people about the remedy. Isn't that crazy? Like, these people don't have to die. Well, then let's uh, give them all mushrooms. Okay. Not heroic doses. I don't want to give... Yeah, I used to think that, too, when I was oh, yeah. younger and got high a lot. And now that I see what... Oh, people are different. Oh, I can't okay. just... You can't do that. I mean, it's nice... I, I, you're I, right. I appreciate right. the sentiment, but, yeah, it's not that simple. <laughs> That's my solution. Give everybody the right drug and everything will be okay. But I'm being facetious. <laughs> the right drug. The, the right, right drug, yeah. 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 Well, we're all going to get the right drug, which is death eventually. Yes. So True enough. True enough. But, uh, mm. yeah. I participate in these events about four or five times a year called death cafes. Have you heard of them? No, it sounds oh, interesting. Fascinating. I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, and it was created by some fellow in the States um, who wanted to get, just get people together just to talk about issues related to death. Like it's not uh -huh. a bereavement group and it's not a therapy group. It's just about talking about issues related to death, maybe about how uh -huh. your religion, how you, how you align with your religious beliefs and how you uh -huh. feel about death and that kind of thing. That's so wonderful. I've been to a few of these and I've just, it's just fascinating the kinds oh. of things that people say and the kinds of things that people are dealing with there's such a taboo it is that's the reason why this man created well, the deaf cafe you know um i talk about this a lot with my spouse you know other cultures have totally different i um, know i know attitudes towards death and like for example mexico has day, you know day of the dead yeah i've got my shirt from day of the dead here. yeah but you're you're you're, you're okay there i don't know if you can see it but <gasps> See, it's my Day of the Dead shirt. Right, I got it in Puerto Vallarta. Nice, you know. But so what they do is they when they 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 like have picnics for their dead relatives on Day of the Dead. So like this lady we know, she runs a Mexican restaurant down the street. She went to Mexico. Her mother died last year. They have a picnic on the graveyard where she died for hours, like ten hours. They had a picnic, and she's so happy. She's showing us pictures of it. Mm. It's a totally different attitude, right? About death, like they accept it, they talk about it, they process it. And by us not doing any of that, it makes us do fucked up shit about I, death, like, I don't know, kill people. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Not that Mexicans, you know, they have their own issues, too. I'm not saying that, but it just seems so health, so much more healthy. I think it is healthy um, for us in our culture to talk about death. I wonder if we have death cafes here. I, would have, I never well, heard of it. He was, I'll send you a link. He was American. Yeah. Now, the tragedy is, is that he died about a year after he created these death cafes. So, yeah. Yeah. Of what? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I can look that up though. Hold on a minute. Special K. I'm still on. Uh, well, we're almost on my finished. 
We're almost finished. I love that you have CDs behind you. Are they DVDs? No, those are DVDs. We have a whole case, a whole cabinet Wonderful. full of CDs. Uh, you know, oh. I've ripped most of them, but there's still a lot of them. But My, my whole house is CDs, so I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, but these are all, all my right. DVDs, yeah. Oh. Nice. Which you don't need anymore either. Okay, well, so I'm going to wrap, wrap up, up so okay. I'll play some Joni Mitchell and uh, be oh, done. Oh, Joni, Joni. I love the I don't know how. Joni. I discovered her so late in life. I don't know why I never, like, it's not that I didn't like her. I never really listened to her before. I just thought, oh, she's like, I thought, because my mother, my, you know, I'm always influenced by the people. My parents didn't have any Joni Mitchell albums. They had Joni Mitchell, James Taylor, and I always thought they were very depressing. Mm. But I thought Joni Mitchell was like them. She's not. No. She's fucking outrageously talented and brilliant. Beyond anything I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, Honestly. she's great. What a just Canada's absolute. national treasure. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> just, well, you have Katie Lang too. Oh, yeah. But I just can't get over her. I am. My husband thought, oh, you're going to, I mean, my spouse thought, oh, you're going to be into Joni Mitchell for a week. And then, you know, when I. Because all I did is, um, Mia from our, my little group, she s posted a video of Joni Mitchell singing Both Sides Now with, uh, on, um, I guess it was Mama Cass's TV show. Oh, that's ages went. ago. Uh-huh. The 60s, And I, I guess, thought, yeah. oh, this is amazing. And then I just kept listening, and I just can't get over it. And then I was in Europe, and, you know, her albums are so much about traveling. And, like, the Blue Album, you just, she's traveling in Europe, and her songs are about the people she meets, and it's just stories about... I've, you know, it's kind of like just stories about what happens. She's like a podcaster, but making beautiful music. And so, she, you know, she's doing that song like, oh, I'm on the traveling, traveling, and I'm listening on a train from Sitges to Barcelona, listening to Joni Mitchell singing about <laughs> traveling. And it's, you know, I was uh, in the song great. about California, you know, I was, you know, in Paris, France, and I didn't like, uh, you know, everybody's like, she didn't like Paris. And then she, you know, is on, it's just great. I just. I just wish I could know her or something. Uh, I don't know. Well, she's still around. I, maybe she she'll is. give you an interview. Maybe, maybe I can you'll go to give, a Joni Jam. Let you interview her. No, you don't. You don't interview. Even, <laughs> I would for her, but I don't. I don't. I'm not worthy. You know what I mean? Like I just. Well, you know, she was one worthy. of those Spotify people that. Um, yes. Went on Spotify. And I was angry at her for that. But believe it or not, I'm not, not a Joe Rogan fan, but now I understand why. Because she was a polio. Yeah. Her she, and Neil Young had polio yeah, as a child. Right. Of course, I understand why you would yeah. be upset. It's, that's empathy, right? Yeah. Well, Joe Rogan. So. Could do a whole show. I think I'll play him. the cactus tree song. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for the thank conversation. You. Always, always fun. I'm glad you hit me up. <laughs> and have a great evening. You too. Okay. Bye bye. There's a man who's been out sailing in a decade full of dreams, and he takes her to a schooner, and he treats her. In the breaking and the breathing of the water wheel 
It was the hexagram of the heavens It was the strings of my guitar Amelia, it was just a false alarm Crashed into 
stars Amelia, it was just a false alarm It's always, but what if, but what if, but what if, but what if happens, you still 